Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including house churches, gathering times, and other resources, visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by Rob Basham. Church, I am glad that you are here today. He is risen. He's risen indeed. Happy Easter. My name is Rob. I'm one of the pastors here at Sam Alliance. And whether you're joining us on live stream, whether it's your first time here ever, whether it's your first time back in a while, or whether you have celebrated more Easter's than you can remember with us, we are glad that you are here today. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. He conquered so much with his death on the cross. We are in a series called The Road, and for the last couple of weeks, we've been following the road that Jesus took, getting him to where he was on Friday on the cross. We started at, the Mount, at Mount Hermon in the, the story of the transfiguration. We're going to end in a couple of weeks in Ascension Sunday. But today, our story is located outside of the walls of Jerusalem at the empty tomb. The tomb is empty. It's why we celebrate today. And so today we're going to be looking at a story that is found in Mark chapter 16. I'll put it on the big screen. You're welcome to look on your phones. There's Bibles there in the pews in front of you. But I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. The headlines were clear. He is risen. He is alive. It's what we celebrate today. In church, this is the gospel. This is the good news. And we are told to go and tell this message. Today, I'm here to tell you the story, the story of the good news. Let me start by sharing just a personal thing that's happened to me in the last few weeks. About four weeks ago, I was blessed with a new laptop for work. What a great gift, except that I forgot to back up all the passwords on my old laptop, which means that for the last four weeks, I continually will go to a site and realize I don't remember the password. The, the, the access denied deal has been front and center for me a lot. Getting locked out of websites has become a common practice for me in the last few weeks. More than once has it happened that the temporary password is sent to an old email, pass, old email address that I don't remember the password for. <laughs> and maybe this has happened to you, but the level of frustration that happens when you get stuck in this is, is pretty solid. According to PC Magazine, the average U.S. internet user gets locked out of a website 10 times a month. So many of you know what I've been experiencing, but I hate getting locked out. I hate not having access when I want something right then and there. 
You see, I know that there are different things that I could have done. I could have, I could have downloaded things. I could do password stuff on the cloud. There, I could go old school and just write them all down and keep them in my desk, which those of you that do that, that doesn't seem very secure. <laughs> the worst is the iPhone. You get your certain try, somebody borrows your phone to play a prank, and all of a sudden, locked for one minute. Mess up again, locked for five minutes. Then 15, then 12 hours. I'm an adult and I'm on timeout. <laughs> like, really, Apple? Anyway, this meme shows you my solution to it. I've decided to just uh, change all my passwords to incorrect. So far, so good. It is working for me. But in all seriousness, being denied access, being locked out, is frustrating. And friends, it's where our story begins. Because in the garden, God created all, and he said, this is good. But then sin and shame entered, and suddenly mankind, humankind, were locked out. They were locked out of the garden, no longer having access and for much of the Old Testament, we see the people of God trying to regain access, trying to come into the presence of the King of Kings. You see, throughout the Old Testament, the Shekinah glory of God, his peace and his presence was there in the tabernacle and then the temple. And yet, there was not access to it. Rituals of purification and, and blood sacrifice from animals was set up specifically to make it so that people could enter into the presence. And only once a year could the high priests enter past the veil, past the curtain, to be in the presence of the Almighty God. See, access had been denied. Humanity had been locked out. And yet, Throughout the Old Testament, we see that there is a hope that arises because the prophets are starting to talk about one who will come, who will restore that access. This is what the prophet Isaiah speaks of years before the coming of Christ. He will be pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. A way would be prepared. The path would be made straight. One would come who would restore the access. That person showed up in the person of Jesus, the Son of God. He spoke of a kingdom that he was setting up, a kingdom that looked so different than anyone expected, a kingdom that would restore that access. He came with a mission to do the will of the Father, to go to the cross, to take upon himself the sins of all of us to make away, to end the lockout and to restore the access. Because of his death and resurrection, we are granted access into the Holy of Holies. We are granted access into the presence of the King of Kings. He paid the ransom. He paid your ransom and he paid my ransom in church. We have access. The gospel writer John describes it this way. He says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. 
God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. This is the good news. This is what we are commanded to go and tell. Church, his conquering death changed the physical landscape of the world. The earth literally shook when he died. The veil was torn. The curtain was torn, giving us a beautiful imagery of the access we now have in to the Holy of Holies, the access that is ours. And on that day, the greatest movement that the world has ever known began. It not only changed the physical landscape, but also the spiritual landscape of our world, because on the cross, he bore sin, shame, and sickness. This is the good news. This is what we celebrate today. The peace of Christ has prevailed. Access is granted. Access to the king is available to all of us. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we have access. Our spiritual bankruptcy is forgiven. We have the authority to come before God just as if we never sinned. There's no password. There's no face ID. There's no fingerprint. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or where you've been. You, friends, have access. And the question that we have today is, what will we do with that access? Scripture tells us what we can do with that access. When we become, come before the throne, before the Father, in Romans, it tells us this. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. This is the invitation. Many of you in the room have made that declaration before. You have declared with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe what it is that we celebrate today. But friends, if you are in this room today and you haven't made that declaration, can I just say, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to simply say, Jesus, I declare you ruler of my life. I am spiritually bankrupt, and I am in need of help. I declare you ruler, and I believe that God raised you from the dead. And as we head back into worship this morning, if you are sensing God pursuing you, and he is an extravagant pursuer, if something is rising up, can I encourage you to make a move towards the cross? We believe that oftentimes major moments in our lives are defined by movement, and we invite you as we enter back into worship to come to the cross. And if you are here today and you've made that declaration, but the last months, the last years have been rough, this altar is open to you. Come and make things right. Jesus, we declare that you are a good father. We tell shame. And we tell condemnation, you have no place here. Spirit, come. Draw those that you are drawing to yourself this morning. We'll give you all the glory. We thank you for what you've done on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance podcast. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. 
Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit salemalliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.